Ayan, okay, so, sige, mag-settle down tayo. Okay, so, this afternoon, um, the Word of God is going to be preached to us. Let us welcome our pastor, Pastor Lydia Figueroa. Kaya palakpakan po natin ang Panginoon sa kanyang buhay. Thank you, Pastor Pia. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for dispatching your angels around this generation. You're the only one that can dispatch them. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that as I come, you've already prepared the place. You already have the message. And now I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would open up the hearts of this generation to hear the voice of God. Let them hear your voice, Father, in the name of Jesus. Look at somebody and say, I've been chosen. No, 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 no. If somebody was going to give you a million dollars, you would have said, I've been chosen. Come on, look at somebody and say, I've been chosen. Oh, that's a whole lot better. Because you're not going to convince anybody of that unless you believe it. You've got to believe that you're it. You have been chosen. Uh, okay, we're in the right place. Pastor Gia, thank you, Pastor Kim, for the opportunity to just deposit what the Lord has placed in my heart. And tonight, I, I've got a, a kind of weird kind of message. I'm kind of weird person anyways. Did you notice I'm kind of weird? I'm kind of weird, yeah, yeah. And the message that I, I'm bringing to you by the Spirit of the Lord is the resume of a hero. The resume of a hero. You know, when you're going to go get a job, doing whatever you're going to do in your lifetime, you have to get a good resume so people can know who you are, how much you've studied. Not the grades that you got, but what you studied. Did you make it or you didn't make it? But in today's world, there's a whole lot of people that are applying for different jobs. Some of them are jobs that are great jobs. But some of them are jobs to confine this generation and to put them into bondage. And so they're looking for your resume to see if you qualify for the world. If you don't qualify for the world, I guess you're qualifying for the kingdom of God. What are you qualifying today for? What does your resume look like today? Is it a resume that the Lord would say, you're qualified? Or would it be that the resume is more of the world? And the world would say, hey man, boy, girl, you're qualified. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. 
you are in this place today. Let me read to you a resume. But before I read the resume, I'm going to share with you a couple of words. The word get, the word grow, and the word go. What were the words? Oh, you guys got a hundred. You got a good resume. My Lord. Hallelujah. Get. Get out of the common realm of looking like everybody, acting like everybody, wanting what everybody else has or does. You need to understand that God has called you to have a resume that's not common. Your resume needs to look different so that you could be chosen. Say, I am. Come on, speak to me. Cho oh, I'll go over there and wake you up. I am chosen. So we need to understand that God is looking for people that has a, have a resume that is not a common resume. So get out, look at somebody and say, get out of the common realm. All right, that was the first one. The second one, once you get out of that common realm and experience the supernatural gift of God, and now you're chosen, the other thing that God is looking for in the resume is grow up. Well, you think that you're, I'm talking about growing up and now I'm 12 and then I'll be 18 and then I'll be 40. No, I'm not talking about that kind of growing up. The resume that God is looking for is that you would be grown and mature in the spirit. And there's no age for that. You can do that right now. What was the first word? Get out of what? All right, what was the second word? Grow up. Look at yourself. And say, self, grow up. Okay. Grow up. Don't be immature. Take action. The next one was go. Once you get, once you grow, you got to. You got to what? Where? Go. Well, what's happening in the world today, people want to get, grow, and go. But the thing about it is they're reading the wrong, they're reading the wrong things that they need to read and they're looking at the wrong things they need to look at because their hero is like uh, number one I have here, Superman. Anybody know Superman? I want to be like Superman. Matter of fact, we wear the t-shirts like Superman, Spider-Man, Superwoman. How about this one, the hawk? Do you know what the hawk is? You're telling your age if I say the hawk. The hawk is this kind of big guy that's all green. How many of you have seen the hawk? Oh, thank the Lord I'm not that old. So we've got this uh, image of heroes and what we do is we look at those heroes that are of the world and movies and we say, man, my resume needs to look like that. I need to climb the highest building. I, I need to fight and win. How about this one? 
the resume of a superhero is the Incredibles. Have you seen Incredibles 1 and 2? How many have seen Incredibles? The Incredible. Let me see your hands. Ah, so you do go to the movies. Heroes. How about this one? The hero and the resume of the Avengers. Wow. Man, that's a good resume. When do I get to my preaching? I'm preaching already. How about this one? Heroes that have a gang color. They wear the same shirts. They wear their pants down up to here. You can see their little, you know. Yeah. Or the girls that are wearing a certain style. The heroes are the ones that are gang leaders. They're rough and tough. They can slap you and push you. Heroes that the world has given this generation that are really not heroes. But all of a sudden, we want our resume to look that way as young people. How about this one? The Zorro. Let me wear the mask so nobody knows that I am the Zorro. And he comes on to the horse. And then he has a Spanish hat. Heroes. And for some reason, when we're growing up, we, we think that we need to act like those heroes. How about Pokemon? If you win Pokemon, man, you're a hero. If you beat at these um, games that are battles and they're killing, the more you kill, the more you jump. If you jump from walls or you crash the walls, man, you're a hero. But I, I came tonight to talk to you a little bit about a different hero. And the thing about this hero is he is a supernatural divine hero. You can't see him, but he's there. You can't touch him, but he's there. You're crying and you're sometimes thinking, well, I don't know, does, does he see my tears? He tear, sees your tears and he bottles them up. See, see this hero that I want to talk to you about tonight, sometimes it's not real popular with the world, but he's my hero. And I believe he can be your hero tonight. What are you hungry for? What are you thirsty for as a young man and a young woman? Are you just thirsty for the video games that once you pass that video game and, and all of a sudden you win that, that uh, it's different levels. Man, I got this level tonight. And you need another fix. Because you won that game and you need another fix so that you can win another game. Uh, another game and then all of a sudden you're the big hero with your friends but you know something that resume is not really going to get you far it's not going to get you far all of a sudden we're living in a world where the enemy has fogged up this generation and even the parents, 
We, we live in a fog. And, and we're, like, we're like zombies. You know what a zombie is? A person held to literally be walking like they were dead. I go to school. I go home. I play my board games. I look at my heroes. And yet inside you're dead. There's no life. And so we have so many today that are, have you ever seen a walking zombie, those scary movies? Don't tell, don't tell the pastor that we have seen some, okay? Don't, don't let them know. But those zombies, sometimes you see those zombies and they're all wrapped up in this white stuff, you know, and they have their little eyes just, I wish I had my scarf today, I would have put it around like a zombie. And the truth of the matter is, this zombie which is a spiritual thing, which literally, I was looking at what a zombie is, and a zombie really has to do with witchcraft, voodoo, religion. So see these superstars that sometimes we have, these monsters and these scary movies that we watch are just opening our mind to death. Just like a zombie walking and talking the same thing. No life, no joy, no real happiness. You go back and I go back maybe to the same thing over and over. It's a corpse. But my hero and your hero, that is a supernatural hero that you cannot see. I believe my hero can raise the dead oh yes he can see my hero raises the dead my hero glory to God I love my hero because my hero spits do you know that my hero spits have you ever heard of a spitting hero I'll get to my message in a few minutes it's just introduction my hero is a spitting hero that's right he loves to spit he loves to spit. <laughs> In John chapter 9, so they'll say I use the scriptures. In John chapter 9 and verse 6 and through 8, something happened there. Can we all go there just a few minutes? If you didn't bring your Bible, why don't you ask somebody next to you, can I read along with you? Go to John chapter 9. Let's go to verse 6. When he had thus spoken... He spat. Oh, I'm sorry. He spoke and then he went like. How is that, Pastor Lydia? Let me do it again. See, my hero's kind of weird like me anyways. He likes to do miracles that are supernatural miracles. And he confounds the wise. And he says, no, I'm not doing it your way. I'm doing it my way. Because you're going to know that I am God. So here we have in the scriptures in chapter 9. Chapter 9 it says, And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground. And the thing about it is when he spit on the ground, that spit or that saliva helped him make some mud. Look at somebody and say, he made some mud. 
Say, she has a superhero that uses mud. Come on, talk to each other. Talk to your friend today. Say, friend. Yeah, there you go. Say, my hero. Use a spit. And all of a sudden, with that spit, he uses that dirt from the ground. And he makes clay. And he wants to put it upon your eyes. How many volunteers do I have today? Let me spit. Can I please have some dirt? And see, my hero said, I don't do it your way. I do it my way. And all of a sudden, the word of God says, and made clay out of spittle, and he anointed. See, the resume of a hero uses what's available and believes that whatever they have available, God can make something of it. Oh, glory, I'm going to shout if you don't shout. God can use whatever you have to perform the miracle in your life, in the life of someone else, because he's a hero. Ooh. Hallelujah. My hero. Let me tell you about my hero. He's a spitter. And he uses that spit in that ground to make clay. He anointed the eyes. This is my introduction, Pastor. <laughs> and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay and said to the blind man, here he is, he's got clay all over his eyes. He's not that walking zombie that's dead. He's gonna be alive to see. And all of a sudden, the scripture says that Jesus told them, go over there. See, the miracle didn't take place when the clay and the spit was on his eyes. <laughs> the miracle took place when obedience came into action. And my hero wants you to obey him. Because see, he can take the spit, he can take the clay, but he can't do anything with it unless you obey. Man, my hero is a big boss. Call him the chief, the ruler, the master, the king. The wise one, the almighty one. And all of a sudden he says, listen, go over there. You look terrible with that mud. Can you imagine you girls? It's not a mask, it's mud. You know how you, us ladies, we put the mask on so that we won't wrinkle? Guys, you do the same thing now, okay? You just don't call it a mask, you just call it something else. No, this is mud. And there he goes. And I, I was wondering to myself, who took him to the place of where he had to wash? I guess he had to walk by faith. And I guess he would have to say, Jesus said to me that I have to walk by faith. Faith, And if I walk and, and I go to the place where he's called me to, to go and I wash with the water that he has called me to wash with, I am going to see. See, my hero brings sight to the blind. Oh, yeah, my hero. Come on, can you shout my hero? My hero. Shout it again. All of a sudden, hallelujah, the blind man, verse 7, and said unto him, go wash in the pool 
of Siloam, which went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Wow. Say get. Say get. Say grow. Say go. Say hero. The resume of a hero. See, the resume of my hero, he, 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 you know, he performed all these miracles. And then he, he, he said, okay, it's time for me to move on because the crowd's getting big. And all they're doing is, the, all they want to see are miracles. They really don't, they're really not after me. But I, I'm looking for a resume of people that are really searching for me, not just my hand nor my miracles. I, I'm, I'm looking for a resume of some followers and disciples. Those that are going to love me, whether the crowd does or not. All of a sudden, see my hero begins to preach and the people begin to follow my hero. And all of a sudden, when, when, when people began to follow him, uh, it was late and they began to preach like right now. And they got hungry and they got tired. And, and, and see my hero said, just, you know, go ahead and sit down. Have a seat. But the thing about my hero is he had gotten 12 resumes of 12 men that looked like this. Can I read the resume of the 12? Pastor. Pastora. The resume of the 12 that Jesus chose. Maybe you can find yourself in it. Let me, let me, let me go to my, let, here we go, here we go. Let me see if I can fix this phone here oh come on my phone has been really good hold on my my phone oh god there it is Pot. let me read let me read the resume of the 12 that Jesus chose mm -hmm. thank you for submitting the resume of the 12 you have picked for managerial positions in your new organization. All of them have now taken a battery of tests. Thank you so much. And we have not only run the results through our computer, but also arranged personal interview on these 12. For each of them with our psychologists, vocational aptitude, consultant oh wow look at somebody say wow there's an interview going on hey the profile of all the tests are included and you will want to study each of these carefully so there was 12 interviews can I interview you can I interview you what's your name what's your name what's your name what do you do where do you live what have you studied? What are your talents? Hey, the profile of all your tests are included, and you will want to study each of these 12 carefully. As part of the service, we make some general comments for your guidance, much as an auditor, which include general statements. This is given as a result of staff consultation and comes without an additional fee. 
Well, that sounds good. They're not going to charge him for this extra stuff. It is the staff's opinion that most of your nominees, say 12, are lacking in background. They're lacking in education. They're lacking in, in vocational aptitudes. For the type of enterprise you are undertaking, they do not have teen concept. We would recommend that you continue your search for persons of experience in managerial abilities and proven capabilities. Now here we are, we're choosing the 12 disciples. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable and gives to fits and tempers, temper, tempters, tempers. Andrew has absolutely no qualities of leadership. Well, that's great. These are the church leaders. Can everyone say, just praise God? Yeah. Have you found yourself yet in this resume? Thomas demonstrates all questionable attitudes that would tend to undermine moral. We feel that it is our duty to let you know that Matthew had been blacklisted by the Great Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. Well, that's great. James, the son of Alphaeus, definitely has radical leaning and they both registered as high score on Matic Depression. One of the candidates of the 12. This is a recommendation that someone is giving about the resume of the 12 disciples. The last one, it says, well, one of the candidates, however, shows great potential. He is a man of ability and resourceful, meets people well, has a keen business mind, has had, and has had contact in high places. He is highly motivated, ambitious, responsible. We recommend Judas Iscariot as your controller of right-hand man. All of the other profiles are self-explanatory. Say chosen. chosen. Say I have, I have been, chosen. been chosen. If God could choose literally these 12 men, and of course he chose women to appear to after he had died and rose, why not you and why not me? Why not? Look at somebody and say, why not me? Why not me? Say go. Say grow. Say get. Have you ever heard of the song Holy Ghost Power? I want you to say get. Say grow. Say go. Say Holy Ghost Power. Now I am not talking about Ghostbusters. Oh, so you know that one too, huh? Don't tell the pastor. See, this ghost is a Holy Ghost. Jesus, the Son of God, came to this world to die for you and me. But he, he came with a divine plan to choose you. He has a purpose for your life. Your resume today might not look good. Hey, 
Mary, do you know Mary? She disobeyed her mom. Mm -hmm. She wasn't supposed to go here, but she went anyways. Check her off. We're not choosing her. How about Mark? Mark swore in school. They threw him out of school because the teacher said his behavior was horrible. God doesn't check you off. Say, I am marked by God and chosen. Not because you deserve it, but because he loves you. Say, I am loved by God. I don't deserve his love. I can't earn his love. But doggone it, he still loves me. Still loves me. Praise God. Let's look at um, Matthew. Quickly, let's go to Matthew. Is this, are you learning something today about your hero? I just thought I'd talk to you a little bit about the hero that I found. Let's look at Matthew. Let's go to chapter uh, 14. And I don't know about Peter, but Peter's resume, for some reason, there was a little problem with Peter. Have you ever put your foot in your mouth? It's time for confession now, okay? We're confessing now. All right? Can I have all the hands of everybody here that has put their foot in their mouth once in a while? Let me see. Okay, lying. People that lie don't go to heaven. Let's see the people that have put their foot in their mouth. What is putting your foot in your mouth? You said something you shouldn't have said. All right, let's say it again. How many people have said something they shouldn't have said? Let's go one, two, three. Put your hands up. Everybody here, put your hands up because we all want to go to heaven. We don't want to lie. Pastor, put your hands up. I'm sorry, with all due respect. Pastor Pia, put your hands up. Put both of them up. Now, when you have both of them up, say chosen. chosen. All right. Give God some glory. So I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. As a matter of fact, my resume stunk. Can I tell you a secret without the pastors knowing about it? This is between us. Yeah. When I was 15, my parents, uh, I, I lived uh, in Chicago, and uh, my mother raised me in a uh, uh, a Catholic school and I was raised by nuns you know those nuns <laughs> and for some reason they had the anointing of pulling ears and hitting your hands with a ruler have you ever been there and at the age of 15 my parents uh, retired and they went back to Puerto Rico I'm from the island of Puerto Rico for Puerto Rico anyways didn't know Jesus. I didn't know Jesus. But when I went to Puerto Rico, I went with my bobby socks. How many of you know what bobby socks are? You know, put your tennis shoes on and you fold them over and they're white and they look really bad. And so I was trotting down and they would make fun of me. They would make fun of me because I was skinny. Uh huh. Wore bobby socks and these closed shoes that looked like it was snowing outside. And I was in Puerto Rico that it was 80 something degrees. Weird. I was weird. But then I got involved with a group 
of friends. How many of you have friends here? Do you have a friend? Raise your hand if you have a friend. Let me see all the hands. If you don't have a friend, I'll go over there and sit on you and I'll be your friend. All right? Question. Time for confession. How many of you have friends? Don't let the pastors see it. This is between. Nobody look back. Everybody looking at me. Focus. 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 I see somebody now over there in the sound. Focus. Sound booth. Focus. How many? Don't look at anybody. Don't cheat. How many of you have friends that you should not have? No, no cheating. But you, you can go like this. You can go like, okay. All right, I see them. Put them down. So I had a couple of friends that I shouldn't have. And the thing about it was when I was a young girl, I, I liked Spanish music. And I like the modern music of the Beatles and, and, and all that wonderful stuff. And, you know, Jackson, what is his name? Oh, you like him too, huh? Uh-huh, we're in church. What is this called? You're not supposed to know that. You're, you're, you're holy rollers. You're Christians. You're, you know. Anyways, so at the age of 16... I loved music, and I, I got involved with some friends, and those friends, new friends, and they had a band, wonderful music. It was called go-go music in our times. Now it's called rock music, right? Everybody knows rock? What else does it call? Hip-hop. What do you call the music that you shouldn't be hearing? Don't be shy. The pastor's not hearing. What is it called? The secular music? Some of them are going like, I can't say because they might tell on me. Beep bop. Beep bop. Beep bop. I know you hear it. Oh, okay, okay. The pastor's not hearing, but he's answering me. That's right. He. So, so at 16 years old, I became a go-go dancer. A good go-go dancer. But God had wonderful plans. My resume didn't look good. And it didn't look good for me to have that kind of supernatural hero. But poke somebody and say, God has a plan for me. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed all that go-go dancer. I, I, I used to wear my hair down to here and I would go ahead and put out the iron and the ironing board and I would have this white piece of paper or this brown piece of paper. I would flip my hair like this and I would iron my hair. Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor. I'm just... But God had plans for my... And it didn't matter. And it doesn't matter what your resume looks like. It doesn't matter what kind of hero you have had that you shouldn't have. You know what matters? 
that you have that supernatural hero, the son of Jesus Christ. And today that you've been marked, you've been marked with the blood of Jesus. Come on, make a heart, make a heart, make a heart. Give me the heart and say, I'm marked, I'm marked, I'm marked. Thank you, Lord. All right, let me, let me see if I can close this. Thank you, Lord. Give me a swallow of that. All of a sudden, let's go to Matthew. Hurry, quick, 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 quick. We're, we're, we're our time, our time. Go to Matthew chapter 14. Thank you. Mark chapter 14. Is this okay? Just invite me back and I'll have a little bit more to say. And they, verse 21, and they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Here, those that I read the resume about, uh, uh, they saw all the miracles and signs and wonders that Jesus did. And now all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're in a hum humongous meeting of thousands of people. And Jesus was counting on his 12. Say 12. I mean, the ones that had that resume, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. The ones that had different heroes. And Jesus had trained them. Just like parents try to train their children. Just like pastors and, 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 and youth pastors try to, 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 to pastor and, and, and train and, and, and impart to each other. To those that God has given them. A part of their team. But for some reason, Peter was a little bit different and the disciples were a little... Sometimes they just fell into this place of not believing that God had chosen them. And all of a sudden, when, when, when the people were hungry and, and they wanted to eat, and, and, and all of a sudden there was only... See, God can make something out of nothing. How many fish? How many bread, loaves of bread? And they said to themselves, look at self and say, self, this is impossible. But what God says is whatever you think is impossible is possible for you. You want to be a doctor? You want to be a lawyer? You want to be a preacher? It doesn't have to do with your money. It doesn't have to do with where you came from. It doesn't have to do with your race. It has to do with the fact that you are chosen. Oh, Jesus. Your resume has been marked by the blood of Jesus. And now your hero is a supernatural hero that takes your resume and turns it around and say, Mark for the kingdom of God. Glory. Listen, I was so dumb. You're not supposed to call yourself dumb. Well, I used to be. I failed first grade. Who can fail first grade? Don't laugh at me. I failed first grade because I was so attached to my grandmother. And my grandmother had me so attached to her that when I went to school, I really didn't want to be in school. So I failed first grade. Am I proud of it? No, but it's okay because I've been marked. I've got a different resume. It was turned over and go, boom, marked. And today, uh, you know, when I went through high school, I thought like, I'm beating this thing. I'm not going to graduate, not in my time. So in high school, instead of going four years, I went three. 
And then when I went to school, I said, listen, I, I'm beating this thing. I don't want a 3.5. I don't want a 2.5. I want a 4.0. And I graduated with a 4.0, the highest one in my class. <laughs> Say chosen. chosen. How bad do you want to turn that resume to God? Let him turn it around and mark it. Hallelujah. Chosen. Yeah. Jesus had already equipped the disciples to be able to do signs and wonders and miracles. But the disciples didn't believe that they were marked and they were chosen. If I can say anything for you to you tonight, believe me that God has said to you, I love you with an everlasting life. Hallelujah. I love you forever, forever and ever. There's nothing you can do that I will not love you. Because I have chosen you. I have marked you. You're it. I love you. You're my creation. I created you in my image. I don't change. Other people can change their minds about you. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your teacher, your mama, your daddy. But God does not change his mind about your godly resume. Say my hero. Say it again. Scream my hero. Has marked, me. has marked me. All of a sudden, let me finish up. Straightway, listen to this. The disciples didn't do what they needed to do. And all of a sudden, Jesus told them, my goodness, you have little faith. But you know something what Jesus did? He entrusted it to them again, pastor. He said, I'm going to pray over the fish, pray over the bread, but I'm not handing it out. And as you come down the aisle... And as you begin to hand it out and obey, and hand it out and obey, and hand it out and obey, I'm going to start multiplying it. But only when you start handing it out and believe that I have called you and appointed you to give what I have given to you away. Say amen. amen. What were the three words that I gave you? Get, grow, Go. The last one is Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Something begins to happen when your resume is turned around. Listen to what happened to Peter. And it says, and when he has sent the multitude away, he went up, verse 23, he went up into the mountains apart to pray. Say, if Jesus can pray, that means I need to pray. And when he, and when it was evening, when evening was come, he was there alone. But after he sent the disciples away, he said, listen, go. Say go. go. Say go. go. Convince me to say go. go. He said to them, go to the other side. While you go to the other side, while you are here upon this earth, the word of God says Jesus is praying and interceding for you at all times. So the word of God says that Jesus told them, go ahead and go. And while you go, I'm going to be praying. Because you're marked. You're chosen. I'm the one that told you to get out of your common place. I'm the one that told you to grow. I've commanded the seed of the spirit of the Holy Ghost that's inside of you when you accept Jesus. I command that seed 
to grow with the word of God. Not only do I command that seed to grow, but now I'm telling you to go as my disciple. But I am not going to leave you without being equipped. I'm going to tell you, hallelujah, that you've got Holy Ghost power. Look at somebody and say, Holy Ghost power. Say, shout Holy Ghost power. Shout it again, Holy Ghost power. Okay, I'm going to do something crazy in the midst of my sermon that I'm finishing. Have you ever done the wave? You know how the wave starts and people stand up and go like this and then the next room go like that? All right. What, what we're doing is at the count of three, we're going to start up here, start up here. And at the count of three, this, you're going to get up and go like this. And then the next row, go like this. And the next row, go like this. And, and then you're going to stop. And we're going to give the Holy Ghost a wave. Okay. And when you do it, I want you to say, Holy Ghost power. What are you going to say? Holy Ghost power. At the count of three. All right. One. Don't mess it up. You're part of the team. Your resume has been turned over. It's been marked, chosen. It's teamwork. One. Are you? Some of you are focus, focus. <laughs> Let me see your little eyes. There we go. I see a whole bunch of them. One, two, three. Up. Oh, no. No! Okay, let me give the instructions one more time. We're in G12, we're giving instructions, and we need to follow through. So this row, when this row stands up, then this row stands up, when this, and you sit down. Stand up, stand up, Brenda, stand up. Go, stand up, now, you, sit down, you stand up. Stand up, come on, the whole row, the whole row. Then sit down, then the, the whole row, focus. <laughs> You're taking up my preaching time. All right, so Brenda stands up and sits quickly. Stand up. Sit. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, don't ruin it, don't ruin it. Go, 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 go. There you go. Focus, 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 focus. All right, you got it now. You got it, you got it. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, my. Gee, I thought I was a failure at preaching. We're doing good, we're doing good. All right, at the count of what? At the count of tres. Tres. Three. All right. Both rows at a time. All right, you got it? Okay, we're the last ones. And when that row is the end of it, uh, you're going to do. Okay, and everybody sit down. All right. All right. One. Two. Three. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Yeah, come on. Who can beat? Come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Shout it. Let me finish. I can go all day. I love this. Oh. 
One more time? Oh my Lord, you got, focus. All right, all right, listen up, listen up. This time, marked. Remember, your resume has been turned around. That means you're obeying, right? Yeah, okay. So now we're gonna have a competition. This side against this side. Let's see who can win. Pastor, you're gonna tell me who wins. Stand up here, Pastor. Help me out, hold, wait a minute, one. Okay, let's see who wins. But everybody on your, listen, listen, shh, Yeah, okay, listen up, listen up. If somebody in your row is not standing up, pick them up, throw them like this. And I want you to say, power. Okay, one, remember contest, but you can't cheat. Right? You're going to pick up whoever does not stand up. Okay. All right. Because it's a contest. One, two, three. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 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 All right, I think we got a tie on our hands. Something happened to Peter while Peter was in the boat and Jesus was praying. And something happened to the 12. Remember the 12 disciples? Remember the ones that had those horrible resumes? Do you remember? Focus, focus. The terrible resumes. All of a sudden they were in the boat together. Say, I'm in the boat with my friends. But sometimes if you're in the boat with your friends and your friends do not want to walk with Jesus, sometimes you're going to have to walk on the water. Even though there's a storm, say self, get out of the boat when it's bad influence of not believing in faith that God can do it. Get out of that boat. You're going to sink. So all of a sudden... They go, and Jesus said, go to the other side. Yes, sir. Focus. So there they go on the other side. Jesus is praying for the disciples. But all of a sudden, you know, when you're doing the will of God, sometimes things happen, right? And storms come, right? Yeah, and sometimes people call your names, right? They call you religious freak. They thought, why are you going to church? Why are you doing all that dancing in church? Well, I was a go-go dancer. Now I dance for Jesus. See, what you don't know about that is at the age of one years old, someone tried to murder me because I had a calling on my life. And the devil wanted to kill me, but Jesus gave me life. And he had marked me for himself, chosen the disciples were on the, on the sea of the lake, and all of a sudden a storm hit. The word of God says it was so hard, the wind was tossing the boat side to side, side to side. And it was filling up with water. And all of a sudden they saw a ghost. Say ghost. Not ghostbusters. But it was a holy ghost. It was the presence of Almighty God. 
Jesus all of a sudden was standing right there on top of the water, on top of the circumstance that the disciples were going through because they were in a storm. The wind was rocking them side by side. They thought, isn't that something that some of them were professional fishermen and they were fearful, but because they were afraid, it robbed them of their faith. Fear will rob you of your faith. Unbelief will rob you of your faith. And then all of a sudden there was just one. You know the one that, that said, um, uh, uh, Peter, Peter, Peter. Peter, who do you say I am? Well, well, neither Christ, the son of the living God. The next time you see Peter, he's, he's denying Christ three times. And now he's in this boat. He's in this boat. Storms are going here and there. And everybody is staying in the boat. Look at somebody and say, don't stay in the boat. Say, focus on Jesus. Focus on the Holy Ghost. Focus on the resume that God has given you. You're chosen. You've got destiny. You've got power. You've got authority. Then all of a sudden, the only one that saw that it was Jesus, it was Peter. Peter was focusing. Could that be God speaking to me tonight? Could that be that I'm the only one that's going to get out of the boat tonight? Could it be that I really need to come back to Jesus tonight? Could it be that nobody else is going to come up to this altar? But I'm focused. I, I, think I, I think I saw my hero tonight. I saw my hero tonight. I mean the one that loves me, the one that's marked me, the one that's chosen me. And I must get out of the boat. And all of a sudden, Peter says, Lord, if it's you, <laughs> I mean, God, if it's you calling me, I'm in the midst of this mess at home. Things are not going well at school. I feel dumb and a little bit stupid because I'm failing my grades. But I believe that I see someone walking on the water bidding me to come. And God wants to elevate you. God has called you. Girls, you don't need a man. You don't need a boy to tell you how pretty you are. Your value comes from God. And guys, I hate to tell you, zip it up, zip it up. Zip that zipper up. Tie that thing down. We don't want any more babies born without daddies. Help me, Father. But be a man of God. Be like Peter. I'm getting out of the boat. Getting out of the boat. Getting out of the boat. You don't want to get out of the boat? I'm getting out of the boat. Lord, bid me to come. If you just say that I can come, guess what? I can conquer this storm. I can conquer this issue. Because Jesus, I'm seeing you walking on top of the issues and the circumstances that surround me. But look at what happens. I love this story because we forget what happens. Sometimes we forget to read the rest of it. And all of a sudden, when Peter walks on the water and Jesus bids him to come, he steps out. And when he steps out, he is focusing totally on Jesus. I see Jesus. I've been marked by Jesus. I know I can be saved by Jesus. I know I can do what I need to do. Because Jesus has right now come to me. But look at how wonderful. The word of God says study it. 
the storm doesn't stop until Peter steps back into the boat. Because see, Jesus didn't want to just rescue Peter. Jesus wanted to rescue everybody that was in the boat. Let us all stand.